Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 10th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming to you today to discuss a couple of things here coming off of the Magic's 99-96 loss to the Dallas Mavericks in preseason action. I'll have a recap of that game, some of my takeaways from there. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about Jonathan Simmons and uh, how he's looking and what his role could be for the Orlando Magic and why I think that he's really fitting into the role that that the Magic have envisioned for him. Uh, May not be the role that you think, may not be the role that you possibly want. I know there's, there's, there's a strain that wants Simmons to start. I'm not in that group quite yet. But still some very encouraging and positive things from Jonathan Simmons. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about what the Magic need to answer for the final half of the preseason now that we are four-sixths of the way through the preseason games. Just two preseason games remaining. But before we get into that, I want to remind everyone that you can check out Locked on Magic on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast uh, when you can. Uh, to get it automatically into your inbox or wherever you get your podcast, Great way to stay up with the magic. And just like Locked On Magic goes into every little nick, nook, and cranny and detail of the Orlando Magic on a daily basis, you can find those same level of details for every single team in the NBA on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search, for, search on iTunes for your favorite team. For instance, the Locked On NBA podcast has brought together every member of the Locked On NBA podcast family, to preview their teams. The Orlando Magic preview just went up Monday. So be sure to download and subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast for the latest on the NBA from directly from the source, a national perspective, with local sources. Just like the other, just like this site here, just like this podcast here, we go into every nook and cranny in the league, team by team. On that podcast, so be sure to check that out. Sorry, still feeling a little bit under the weather, so if I have to kind of catch my breath or or you hear a sniffle here and there, that that explains it. I'm trying to get better before next week and the start of the season. But let's talk a little bit about Monday's game, a 99-96 loss to the Dallas Mavericks over at the American Airlines Center. As promised, Frank Vogel sat several key players. In fact, five players in total sat for Monday's game. They were Alfred Payton, Aaron Gordon, and Bismack Biombo were healthy scratches. And then Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier are dealing with some minor injuries. Vogel said they weren't anything serious. They got the night off as well. So the Magic were running a little bit of a bare-bones crew. It's definitely noticeable um, as far as what the Magic could do, who the Magic played. Um, you know, part of the reason Vogel did this was to get some of the other guys in. So we saw a little bit more Kalen Lucas Saw a lot more Wessa Wundu. Um, saw a lot of DJ Augustin and Shelvin Mack, who we haven't always seen a lot of this preseason. And got a 
at least a look at some of these other players. Um, kind of like with Dallas on Thursday when when they came to Orlando with such a bare bones crew. There really isn't a lot to take away from this game. The one thing I wanted to see was whether DJ Oxen and Shelvin Mack could keep the pace that Alfred Payton keeps. Not quite, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as as it was maybe earlier in the preseason when both tended to slow the ball down a little too much. Um, it, it was it was interesting to watch this game, um, just from that perspective alone. I think the Magic maybe tried to force things into Vucevic a little bit too much. He really struggled shooting four for thirteen, but other players picked up the slack in a lot of areas. Jonathan Simmons had a very strong game uh, for got for for what he did. He he scored nineteen points shooting 6-for-14 from the floor, 2-for-5 from beyond the arc. Very solid game from him. DJ Augustin was fantastic on the night as well. 24 points, 9-for-14 shooting, made 6-of-10 three-pointers. His three-point shooting, particularly in the third quarter, helped get the Magic back into the game. It looked like Dallas was going to pull away. Dallas really took control of the game in the first quarter. They had their re- they had all their regulars in, for the most part, in this game. So they... Were, they were certainly out there trying to get their work in, and I think they largely did. I mean, Harrison Barnes, Wesley Matthews took their turns uh, getting the work that they needed in. Dirk Nowitzki was Dirk Nowitzki. Dennis Smith attacked the basket. All, all the good stuff. So I'm sure Dallas was very happy with the performance overall, except for a few things here there, specifically guarding that three-point line. The Magic, again, not a great shooting team. Shoot 17 of 42. Now, are the Magic going to shoot 42 three-pointers in most games? No, absolutely not, nor should they. If they're going to shoot 40.5%, maybe they should, but that's not likely to continue to happen, and, and I think the Magic kind of caught like a fluky game where they got really hot. Augustin was making threes left and right. Maurice Spates hit four of seven. Um, he was really, really good uh, spacing the floor as well. But, again, not a lot to read into this game. I, I, I want to repeat that. It, it, it was hard to get a good handle or a good feel on this game. I mean, you got several players playing in roles and playing in combinations that they're really not going to play together on uh, throughout the season. Uh, uh, Simmons really had to force a lot of things, and, and it wasn't quite what you want to see from Jonathan Simmons, but no one else could create. There, there, were just, there were these lineups that had great shooting, but no creators, and so someone had to be forced into the creator role, and it was a little bit of a struggle. Um, you look at guys like Wessa Wundu, 1 for 7 from the floor. Shelvin Mack, 0 for 4 from the floor. Nikola Vucevic, 4 for 13. Those guys really struggled to get themselves going. I mean, Jonathan Isaac was 2 for 5. Played okay, didn't really stand out very much. Mario Azonia struggled throughout the first half. 4 for 9 on the game, 2 for 4 from me on the arc. 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Or, sorry, 1 assist, but 4 turnovers. A lot of those coming in the first half. when He really struggled. Got himself into traps. Yeah, he put himself in bad spots on the floor, you know, turned the ball over, was really sloppy with the ball. Some of that had to do with him playing power forward, which it doesn't seem like that's as good of a fit as we all thought it was or as Vogel thinks it is. Um, but he kind of had to play power forward. There's no one else on the roster unless you want to play Damian Rudez a little bit more uh, than, than he played. He played about three, three and a half minutes in this game. So I, I, I don't... I don't want to be alarmist about this game. I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think Vucevic had a bad game, which, you know, he does have on occasion. Um, I think that it's going to be very, very rare that we see the team be without this many of its starters. Uh, And if that happens, then, you know, the season's gone way off the rails. But 
there were some good individual performances worth noting. The Magic did shoot the ball pretty well. They did keep the pace up. Defensively, they probably weren't all the way there. So I, I think that as far as evaluating where the Magic are at from this game, again, you don't want to take too much away. But I would say that the Magic probably played their worst game in the preseason on Monday night. It's a little bit excusable, but gave up a lot of points in the paint. So defense at the point of the attack wasn't great. Got sucked in a lot, gave up some three-pointers, gave up some penetration, overcommitted on help a little bit. Definitely some little things they need to clean up, but they're coming from guys that largely are playing outside the roles they're going to play when the team's at full strength. So I don't want to be crazy about this game. I don't want to dwell on it too much because, frankly, it wasn't a good representation of who this Magic team is. I think... As far as Tuesday, we're expect I would expect to see Simmons, Vucevic, and probably Isaac sit out in that game for the Magic. Probably even Ross and Fournier might might still sit out. So we'll see what they do in San Antonio. It's an eight thirty tip off. It's not on TV, not even in San Antonio. So you'll have to listen to it on the radio. Uh, but focus on Friday's game as the quote unquote dress rehearsal for the Magic. That is the game that we'll really see this Magic team probably playing close to regular minutes, probably three quarters of normal minutes, if not three and a half quarters of normal minutes. And then we'll see exactly how ready this team is for the regular season. I remember last year's dress rehearsal, the Magic looked really, really bad. And and the bench helped them win in overtime against the Pelicans. So Cleveland's a little bit better than that New Orleans team, I think. But at the same time, Put the focus on Friday. I don't think we're going to learn very much tomorrow either about this team. So, or sorry, Tuesday about this team either. So, we'll keep an eye on things to see who the Magic decide to rest, see which direction the Magic decide to go. But obviously, still a lot of work ahead for the Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. There is the one thing that I am taking away, and it's kind of in conjunction with what we're seeing, what we've seen from other preseason games, and uh, you know, a, a, a lot of people, Jonathan Simmons was obviously the the, the prize free agent of the summer for the Magic. Uh, a lot, I consider him to be on a bargain contract. I thought he was definitely due for a major raise, much more than the Magic gave him. Undoubtedly, his defense has helped the team already. The team already seems to have a a greater defensive mentality about them, and that's a good thing. I think that's a very good thing, in fact. That the team is much more committed to the defensive end than perhaps they were um, you know, uh, beforehand, and, and that he's brought their defensive game to another level. What he did against Miami when, when he blocked that shot changed the game. It was a huge momentum play. And Simmons, it's hard not to notice Simmons on the floor. He mixes things up defensively. He plays with so much energy and passion that it's hard not to notice him on the floor. But... What the Magic are asking him to do is something very, very different. 
The Spurs played him roughly, what, 15 minutes per game last year? 15, 18 minutes per game last year? He averaged six points per game. They didn't ask him to do much on the offensive end. They had him mostly as a spot-up shooter, maybe, to, to try and spread the floor. He wasn't a great three-point shooter, but he his job was to play defense and be that spark plug. And in 15 minutes per game, you can kind of bottle up all that energy and let it out in one quick burst. That's not what the Magic are asking for from Simmons this time around. Instead, what the Magic are asking for is for him to be a consistent, reliable producer. They're asking for him to be the guy that creates for the second unit, to be an offensive creator, which he has never really done before. And just like on defense where you notice what he's doing, Offense, you definitely know what he's doing because he has he's on the ball a lot. He's actually got a 27% usage rate for the Magic so far this preseason, which is pretty high. 27% usage rate is what stars do. And so Simmons is very much acting like the star of the second unit. And so while maybe the efficiency numbers aren't there for him yet, Those efficiency numbers aren't there for him yet. He is producing at a high level. There is no denying that. For the preseason, through the four preseason games, Simmons is averaging 12.5 points per game in 21.7 minutes. He's shooting 40.8% from the floor and just 2 for 11 from beyond the arc. 12.5 points per game off the bench is solid. If the Magic get that from him, it's fine. The question is whether that shooting percentage can get bumped up. Or whether he needs to do a little bit more. And I think this is the point where the Magic will really test Simmons' game. And see just how far he can take it. Simmons has never had to be that kind of creator before. So, he's definitely doing some trial and error. As as I think someone noted this Saturday, and I agree with this analysis, it sometimes feels like Simmons is driving into the paint. Maybe he doesn't have the best plan, or doesn't have a complete plan. But he gets in the paint and causes defense to collapse. From there, he has to learn how to dish it back out, and how to create for others. Because he's still not quite efficient finishing at the rim. He's good at drawing contact. Um, I like to say Simmons is honestly best. He's not best at breaking guys down off the dribble, although he can get his own shot. Whether he gets that shot is another question. Where I think Simmons is best is when he has the defense in retreat and he's playing them on the break. That's where Simmons is at his best. And I would like to see another primary ball handler in that first unit who could create some shots for for himself and others. So I'm not sure Simmons is that guy. But I know Simmons is going to try. And Simmons will find a way to produce even if his field goal percentage is really low. And maybe off the bench, that's not as important for him to be uber efficient. I mean, Jamal Crawford's made a career out of being a volume scorer off the bench without efficiency. 
the Magic are very much still figuring out who this Jonathan Simmons guy is and just what he can do and what role fits him best. There are fans, there are people who believe Simmons should start over Terrence Ross and they should have Ross, a more reliable scorer, coming off the bench, leading that second unit. I'm not sold that's what the Magic should do because I I do think that starting lineup works. And I think Ross adds the shooting that that starting lineup needs, that, that Simmons can't. I also think that Simmons is best used on this second unit where he can be a little bit more on the ball. Because with that first unit, he's not going to get the ball very much. He's just going to be what he was in San Antonio just as a starter. And yeah, his defense would be really valuable in that spot. But we all think Simmons can do more. And I think it's smart for the Magic to go out and ask Simmons to prove what he can do offensively before inserting him into that starting lineup. And Simmons is doing that this preseason. Again, the efficiency may not be there, but the production clearly is. And in Monday's game, yes, playing with the starters, 19 points on 6 for 14 shooting in 28 minutes is not bad. You can take that. Shrink that down to the bench. He'll still play. He'll still get a, a fair chunk of points. More than the Magic would want from the bench. More, uh, plenty that the Magic would need. And so I think the Magic are getting a lot out of Simmons already. I think the Magic can look at Simmons, see what he's done defensively first, which is the, the first thing that he'll do, and seeing him bring the level of play up defensively. But also see him taking on this, this primary role off the bench and seeing him produce, which I think he has done throughout the preseason. And so far, yes, it's just preseason, and all those stats I just rattled off at you, his preseason stats, take him with every grain of salt. But so far, I would have to say, the Magic should be very happy with what they've gotten Jonathan Simmons and what he can bring to their team this year. Like I said, we've, we've passed the halfway point of the preseason schedule Yet, right now. We are officially one week away from the beginning of the NBA season. The Magic will tip off next Wednesday. And so at this midpoint, I decided on OrlandoMagicDaily.com to ask some questions that the Magic have left to answer, one of them being getting used to the new guys. Uh, I, 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 went, I talked a lot about Jonathan Simmons. Um, Jonathan Isaac as well, I think, is another guy that has to continue to get comfortable in the Magic have to continue to get comfortable with him. This is, I think, the primary thing the Magic have to do. They know their starters. Alfred Payton, <clears throat> excuse me. Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. The Magic know their starters really, really well. They know they're not going anywhere, and they're playing really, really well together. So the big task left for the team through these fi- through this final week is to continue to integrate and give confidence to their new guys. Simmons and Isaac, most especially. But, honestly, even DJ Augustin and Shelvin Mack need to have more confidence. And DJ Augustin playing the way he did was very encouraging. Bismack Biombo, we'll see him continue to get confidence. He's played very well this preseason. 
Maurice Spates has done Maurice Spates things. The Magic need to continue to learn who these guys are and exactly how to use them to get the most out of them moving forward. I still think the Magic stick with their current starting lineup. I don't think that they they move Simmons in there. But you want to see Simmons make some hints that he can take that spot and, and, and make it a competition. And I think Simmons has, but we'll we'll see exactly uh, where he goes. The other question I have, and, and this is something I touched a little bit on in the recap of the Mavericks game, but it's it's a question that has to be asked: Can Mario Azonia win a spot in the rotation? Unfortunately, I think that answer is quickly becoming apparent that it is no. Hazonia really struggled in Monday's game. He struggled throughout the preseason. He's really had a tough go of it. His shooting has not returned to form, although he looks like he's moving around a little bit better. He just he's just not all the way back yet. And Aaron Aflalo is just consistent. He got the start on Monday. Didn't play very much. Um, he played in... Oh, he actually played 30 minutes, so he did play a lot. But three for six, seven assists. Two steals for Aaron Aflalo. In 30 minutes. That's just a solid game for Aaron Aflalo. When when Aaron Aflalo is on the court, you know what you're going to get from him. And he's just extremely reliable. Hisonia was 4 for 9 with 4 turnovers. He, he just hasn't put all the pieces together. And so, it was good to see him make a couple shots in the second half in the fourth quarter, but he was doing it against the threes. Against the ones and twos, in the first half of the game, Hazonia was really struggling. And it's hard to say exactly what Hazonia's NBA skill is. And so that position battle looks like it's going to go to the veteran. And Hazonia had every chance to win it. Vogel gave him every chance to win it. And it's just not looking like things are going to work out for Mario Hazonia this year. The other big question I have is, can the Magic continue building on their defense? It is no secret that the Magic's big struggle last year was on the defensive end. We knew the offense was going to be a problem, but the defense completely fell apart, and after the All-Star break was was worse. And so my hope and optimistic belief was the Magic would build their defense in training camp. A full training camp will fix a lot of the problems. So far in the preseason, the Magic have played good defense overall. For preseason stats, whatever they're worth, the Magic are doing fine. But... They've given up a lot of open threes. They've sunk into the paint too much. They've probably over-rotated a little bit or over-helped too much. There are definitely still some issues that need to be worked out with that defense. Most importantly, guys need to take pride and stop their man. That's got to be the key to everything. It sometimes look feels like the Magic rely too much on help. It's there. They You got to know it's there. And trust that it's there. But it starts with the individual man getting stops. And that's that's going to be something big to watch the rest of the preseason, really the beginning of the regular season, to see if this defense sticks up. The other big question I have is, how do the Orlando Magic execute in the half court? We've seen throughout these preseason games that the Magic are really good at getting out in transition and getting out with a good pace. They are a fast-break team. They have an identity on offense. But when you slow them down, they really, really struggle. And the big concern for the Magic has to be that they don't quite execute as well in the half court as they do 
in their transition and their secondary break game. This is still a team without a primary score. This is still a team without great three-point shooting, as far as we know. And so the team has to be able to execute when the game slows to a crawl. And that's going to be a huge struggle for them. They've got to find a way to to, to just execute better in the half court. Honestly, I think a big part of Monday's game, without Alfred Payton in there, without some of the guys that they had, the Magic really struggled to get good shots. I mean, Jonathan Simmons was forcing a lot of things because they just didn't have any shot creators. And that's going to be that's going to be something that's going to follow them throughout the rest of the preseason. And my final question for the Magic this preseason is how do they fill out the final roster spot? They've got actually one roster spot and one two-way slot left. They've got 14 guaranteed contracts. It looks like that final roster spot is down to Kem Birch and Damian Rudej. Um, I would give it to Birch, although it's hard to find a great fit for him to play. Um, Rudej, for all the good that he does in the locker room, is just I just don't think he's an effective, efficient NBA player anymore. Um, I, I don't know if I would spend a roster spot on him unless Birch is willing to do two, a two-way contract and then you plan on signing him full-time in January or so. Uh, I, we haven't seen a lot of Kalen Lucas. Troy Copain hasn't played. Rodney Purvis hasn't arrived with the team, apparently. So, uh, it, and it looks like Purvis is going to play in Lakeland anyway. So, Birch and Rudez are, are up for that last spot. Maybe the Magic keep it open. Birch has been very impressive to me. Um, he just mixes things up. Again, guy that you notice he's on the floor. Does a lot of really good things defensively, especially. Um, doesn't do much offensively, but uh, he is definitely someone that has earned a, uh, earned at least a two-way contract, in my opinion, if we're going to go by status symbols here. Um, I suspect that the Magic will keep him in their program this season, uh, and I suspect, I would hope that he wins that final roster spot or at least gets that final two-way contract and, and stays with the Magic for a little while longer. All right, that's going to do it for me for today's episode of Locked on Magic. I want to thank you again for listening. Once again, the Magic fall to the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, 99-96. to The preseason continues Tuesday in San Antonio as the Magic take on the San Antonio Spurs. Tip-off is at 8.30. There is no TV for this game, so it will not be on League Pass unless you bought the special League Pass that lets you watch the arena feed, uh, in which case the game will air on ESPN Orlando, 5.80 a.m., in Orlando, check orlandomagic.com for your radio affiliate wherever you are throughout the state of Florida. Um, but we got we got we got pretty lucky with these preseason games. Only one preseason game not being on TV, so I will take that in a heartbeat. You can of course subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. You can find us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. Thank you all again for listening. I got to go get some rest. I am, you could probably tell, I am not 100% right now, but I'm not DNP rest. I am here to do these podcasts. I'll be back again tomorrow. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.